Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today on CityCast Madison. You better work. Looking for something to do this weekend? Drag brunches and drag bingos are booming in Madison. So what's behind this fabulous trend? We sat down with Cynthia Moose Knuckle, veteran local queen and drag producer to get the tea. It's Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Cynthia Moose Knuckle, hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> For folks who haven't seen you yet at a brunch or bingo around Madison, tell us about yourself and your name. Okay, so my name is Cynthia Moose Knuckle. Uh, the moose is loose in Madison, Wisconsin, everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have been a drag queen in the Madison scene coming up on in July. It'll be 10 years now. I'll be celebrating my 10-year anniversary. Hey! Yes, it's never thought it would last this long. <laughs> yeah like, there were i mean i started drag as a hobby and i still view drag as a hobby for my when i started i actually did not like drag anything when i first started uh i was a real very timid about the scene um i was very timid about the drag queens at the time just because they were you know they were very in your face they were very unfiltered they were very you know unapologetic they were very confrontational or what i perceived to be as confrontational at the time and they were a little intimidating uh i got my start with fundraising and i've always been a supporter of fundraising especially for local charity events and for local causes and then i kind of connected up uh, with drag with helping and drag and community and that's what kind of got me hooked onto it and then it became you know an addiction. <laughs> Do you feel like there's been an explosion in Madison's drag brunch and drag bingo scene recently? So drag has been gaining uh, traction with the, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. That little show, we have to mention that little show. <laughs> yes. Drag is becoming more mainstream and as an entertainment venue. Uh, that's great. That's great. I really think that drag has taken off after the pandemic because we realized just how much we relied on that form of entertainment. I think that drag has been around and people haven't really discovered it. Well, after the pandemic, they discovered it and they realized they needed it and they haven't had it for so long. So I was very surprised because the pandemic really pushed drag performers to the limit on what can you do with all these restrictions? Who's gonna be adaptable? Uh, who can still make it marketable? with all the all the uh, restraints it really brought out the business savviness of us as performers and artists which is unfortunately that's what you need to do you need to have those skills every artist is a business person in my view and the pandemic as terrible as the pandemic was it really did drive us 
to adapt those skills and flourish in those skills. And with that, when the floodgates were back open, when everything came back open again, uh, the public was just craving for the content and we delivered. I was curious, do you ever hear from newcomers? What's drawing them in? Is it the kiki? Is it the performance? Is it (laughs) everything? Like for me, I just resonate that it makes so much sense that people were hungry for this content because drag for me brings me so much joy. Like it's, it's joy, like not just happy. It's like uh, this sort of like light within me. And I'm, I'm curious, do you ever hear from folks who come and see your shows um, who haven't, because you said there's been an influx of new support for the scene. What I love about the people who are new to drag, because I always ask every um, event that I do, I ask who are newcomers to a drag, drag show, bingo, whatever. So the visual shock is there. They're, they're taking it all in in the first 10 seconds that you walk out. They take it all in. What's best is when they follow up with the questions, they want to know how does the process work? They want to know more. They're hungry for like, how do you get from you as a muggle to this beautiful statuesque thing and i really enjoy that uh aspect of the drag role because then you're your teacher you're not really you're you're an instructor and it's great because like i mean you know oh your body is so amazing how do you do that well you know i went to home depot and build a bear and got sectionals and you know this is a corset and i can't feel my kidneys i yeah I mean, that was for me as um, one of my very closest friends was a was a honeybee at Plan B, um, Emilia Leda. Uh, oh, the honeybees! The honeybees! Um, the biggest surprise to me was how I mean, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be. I, I'm someone I'm wearing red lipstick right now. I, I love makeup, but the amount of effort and money and, and and what goes into building the spectacle, the spectacular outfits that y'all wear. I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a presentation. And it's a presentation that you have to build up because you have to be able to grab the person's attention within the first 10 seconds. Otherwise, you've lost, you've lost them. So sometimes I wake up and I'm just like, hmm, I'm going to be a pretty PowerPoint. How do I get them on the first slide? It's a planned out process. You have to, you know, what's my color scheme going to be? What's my music choice going to be? Is my outfit going to pair with the music choice and the color scheme? You know, is my body fit enough to possibly try an eight count? <laughs> like, uh, you have to go through that, you know, planning stage well before you start, you get on stage. And then it all kind of ties and flows together. Now, does that come right away? Absolutely not. Trial and error is a very important thing with drag. Also, anything, anything can be made to look very expensive. Uh, I'll tell this baby queens out there. You do not have to be wearing designer stuff. You do not have to be wearing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. You can make it work. I will say this, though. If you're making it work, you're making the cheap looks look great. And then you have three other people copying you with the same look. Start changing your thing up. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the brunches in Madison. Um, For folks who've never been to a drag brunch, maybe been to a drag show or know the idea of a drag show, what can folks expect at a drag brunch? Well, just for uh, clarification, a brunch is during the daytime, which is not a not a natural lighting situation for a drag queen. (laughs) You know, we're in God's light, (laughs) full (laughs) of God's light there. (laughs) 
No, uh, for a drag brunch, it's a little bit, it tests you a little bit more as a performer for a brunch because in a brunch setting, in a day setting, it's already assumed as in all ages. You know, when you're in a club, there are already kind of prerequisites that are given to you. Okay, it's, it's a nightclub. People are of a certain age. Everything is on the table. Most things are not off limits. When it comes to a brunch, you have to go through your personal PR mentality and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. Who's going to be there? What's my target audience going to be? Are there going to be children in there? I better assume that there are going to be. So then I need to know, is my music going to be appropriate? Yet, is it also going to stand out and be enjoyable by the entire crowd? Can you give an example of a recent number that you picked for a drag brunch? Uh, yeah. So my last brunch that I did was at Garber's Feed Mill. It was our uh, winter January brunch, uh, along with myself, Karma Zavich, and Cass Marie Domino. And it was 150 people, sold out brunch. And I don't know if you're familiar with Garber's Feed Mill over in the Atwood area. It's a huge, huge space. And so we did numbers that are a little bit longer. So I took some numbers that I mashed up and I made sure to have clean versions on my songs because I'm like, there's 150 people here. Yes, they're drinking mimosas. Yes, there's that. Watch, there's going to be one baby in that audience, be one child in that audience. And sure as heck, I was talking about it too. I'm just like, you know, oh, I didn't see a baby. Then all of a sudden, someone lifts up a baby underneath the table. There's the baby. There's that one baby. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the deal. It go down. It go down in the deal. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, so how does someone pick which brunch to go to? Like, are there major differences between the brunches across town? They're different, and yet they're kind of cohesive. We all kind of came up in the same scene together. However, you're going to get a different experience. You know, some show hosts are going to be a little bit more standoffish. Some show hosts, like myself, are a little bit more interactive. I definitely like crowd participation and crowd interactions. I do love celebrating events, milestones, uh, divorces, <laughs> um, anything that like can get the crowd to interact and be a part of the show. I really like to push my brunches and my events to be 
you're not just attending a show, you're part of it. I love that, personally. And you know, what about the drag bingos? Girl, you are all over Madison with that bingo ball machine. Madison's bingo moose right here, yep. (laughs) And how quintessential Wisconsin, or like Midwest, is bingo. And also like, bingo's been around. I mean, I remember my grandparents taking me to a VFW bingo. And let me tell you, VFW bingos are dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous. Like, and there's always that lady, her name is Ruth, we won't talk about her, but if you if you mess up her bingo, she might flip a table. For someone that's 86, that's impressive. <laughs> but to like reinvent an old pastime so that not only can you have generations before you, but generations after you sit at the same table and still enjoy this game. I mean, that's what I love about the, bingo, the drag bingos. Is that it's it's literally a time capsule in front of me. Like I've got years and years of generations in front of me enjoying the same game together, but it's in a fun, interactive way that they're like rediscovering it again. It's almost like um Yeah, like Euchre or something. Yeah, Euchre is well, drag Euchre's coming, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's on it's on the move, y'all. Get hip it's to on it. The way. <laughs> Yeah, I went to a drag bingo at the comedy club. And I mean, I don't mean to be a Luddite, but I w- that place was full. That place, I bet it like sold out. I was I was just surprised, not because I don't think it's popular, but it was so many young people playing bingo, which is like, you think of it older, but there was multi-generational and it was fun. Like I was like having fun and like being cheeky with the, you know, the group right next to us. And they were like probably 30 years older than me. Um, it was pretty, pretty lovely. One of my favorite things about the bingos, especially for my bingos, is that I'm bringing drag with bingo into venues that haven't been traditionally queer or have a history of being anti-queer and kind of introducing myself as, hey, I'm here as an entertainment venue, but I'm also a queer artist. And representation and just being present has opened the doors, not only just to my career, but has also exposed a lot of, hey, we're part of your community just like you. We like these games just like you. One of my favorite ones, Love this, love this venue. I love this venue when I was in school here at UW Madison too. Um, Jordan's Big Ten Pub on Regent Street. Okay. Never thought, never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be hosting Drag Queen Bingo at Jordan's Big Ten Pub of all places. This was the College of College Bars, and lo and behold, it's one of our, it's one of their more popular nights. It is constantly packed every month and we have been doing it for over three years. And when I tell you, I, as a alumni from UW, seeing all of those students, faculty, grad students, it really is like, wow, we're, this is a community and this is my community because, you know, I'm an alum, I'm a, I'm a Badger alum. I remember being in there depressed after a final (laughs) i wish i had i had a drag queen to cheer me up (laughs) at that time truly and it's the first time that they've had drag anything on regent street and now it's it's one of the more popular things like like it's always been there that's wild and beautiful you know you're talking about how bingo it's such a like Wisconsin thing. And you know, you're also doing meat raffles, which is like Wisconsin as as Wisconsin as it gets. 
That is very Wisconsin, the quintessential Wisconsin, I would say. Yeah. What happens at a drag meat raffle? So uh, we usually, what we do is uh, we'll usually do anywhere from 10 to 11 rounds. And we get all of the meat from local sources. Uh, Jennifer's Market on Willie Street. I don't know if you've ever been. Wonderful, wonderful people. They they help out the community so much. It's great to go through them. Um, so that's where all the meat is provided. Okay. So they get they give us a lot. And then what we do is we'll go and raffle off each round. So we'll have um, the quintessential paddles. So... You'll have either paint stick paddles or popsicle sticks or whatever. And you just go around and you sell these paddles. People can buy as many as they want to try to raffle it off. And we just raffle whatever pounds of meat off every round. And the beautiful thing about it is that every meat raffle, a portion of the proceeds goes to a local charity. And that's what I love where it kind of like comes full circle with how I got my start with drag is I did it for fundraising. So... I'm doing something that's for fundraising and yet everyone's having fun while doing it. Um, I love working with uh, the last one we did at Youngblood on the North Street side was for P-Flag. I've done a couple of things for P-Flag. Um, also, we've done some bingos with United Way. So there's several organizations that I have worked with personally, and it's great. It's it's beautiful kind of giving back to the community in a way that... All, I know how to like it's not just I'm out there collecting collecting money on the side of the road or something like that but it's like doing my art to help people yeah you've touched on it a little bit but with all this going on this boom that's happened and and being a performer in Madison for so many years now how do you feel seeing this the mainstreaming of drag you know like I said I still view drag as a hobby for me, um, even though it is, it is more, more and more, it could, it could be potentially full-time a business for myself. Um, I'm, I'm moving in those directions right now, just to kind of capitalize on the tenure I have and the uh, opportunities that keep coming my way. I never thought in a million years that this could be a viable career. I never thought that uh, you could be a artist i was i come from i come from a very small town mentality where it's like you go to school you be a tradesman go get married you do all the hetero stuff or <laughs> yeah. and being an artist was looked down upon because they didn't make any money uh that's kind of how i was brought up so it's just kind of we it's very weird or beautiful just to see the flip of that like the universe always kind of throws you a curveball and always kind of wants to put your assumptions on its head and I love it that it's not just drag. On top of drag becoming mainstream, hair designers, costume designers, makeup artistry, nail designer, I mean, everything that comes along with it, it's an industry. And now not only are drag performers being lifted up into the spotlight and into the light, but all the team that built this drag queen up is being lifted up into the spotlight and into the light. Where do you see this trend of drag brunches headed next? Like... Could there be a bust after this boom or Shantae, drag bingo and brunch, you stay? I think that drag brunches are here to stay for the meantime. I really do think that they are so unique and they they do meet a nice niche market. And there are going to be a lot of people that still enjoy it. And there are going to be a lot of people that are going to enjoy it for future generations too. Um, I would like to see a little bit more of the drag brunches collaborating with the new sobriety culture coming in. 
That would be interesting to see. And kind of doing some collaboration with that. And dry bars or the no drink bar or no alcohol bars are taking, there's a wave of them going on in the South right now. And I would really like to see like some like, you know, sober January drag punch and see how that works out. Um, I would also like to see take drag on the road. Like where, you know, where's our drag road trip? I don't know, but I want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Cynthia Moose Knuckle. Before we let you go, are there any last thoughts about the Madison drag scene and your work there? I will say that the Madison drag scene is a small part of a bigger scene in Wisconsin that has taught me a lot and has given me a lot of opportunities. I do love the fact that the drag scene in Wisconsin is very diverse and that it uh, it really is open to everyone. Um, it also does appreciate you beating uh, to your own drum. Uh, you don't have to conform. You can you can go out and do it uh, if you have the heart, soul, and faith in yourself. You can go out and be your own performer and beat the tune of your own drum. And for all of you young low queens coming up, just believe in yourself. That's all it takes. Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's Cynthia Moose Knuckle, Madison drag queen and drag producer extraordinaire. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the most fabulous person you know? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, sashay away.